The Gospel according to Luke, the 12th chapter. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, hmm, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I have now lived in the Twin Cities for just over 22 years, and I have made an observation, or I've made several observations. One, or there are two things that we can certainly count on for being subjects of conversation. One, the weather. Two, traffic. And if we want to add a third, we can throw road construction in there as well. But here's the thing, when it comes to those subjects, rarely are they ever positive. It's either too hot, or it's too cold, or it's just too congested out on the road. But, being a glass half full kind of person, I do see an advantage to that. And of all of the congestion out on the road, it gives us an opportunity to safely read all of the bumper stickers on the car in front of us. So I have to share with you one of my favorite all-time bumper stickers. I'm going to date myself just a little bit, particularly to any of you younger people out there. But how many of you have heard of a professional hockey player whose name is Wayne Gretzky? Right? It's asking a little bit like, have you heard of Babe Ruth? Wayne Gretzky was one of the best, if not the best, National Hockey League player to ever play the game. His nickname was The Great One, and during his prime, when he was playing for the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings and was giving goalies headaches game after game after game, there was a bumper sticker that absolutely made me chuckle, and it said... Jesus saves, Gretzky scores on the rebound. (laughs) Write a commentary into how good of a hockey player he really was. Well, that's kind of the point of bumper stickers, right? They give us a social commentary into what is going on in the world around us. There are the bumper stickers that tell us how good someone or something really is. There are the bumper stickers that cause 
anger that might flow to the surface or generate laughter. There's all these bumper stickers that tell us that we should be for something or against something or whatever it may be. They provide a sort of social commentary on wheels. So, I remember a couple years ago, as I was on 35W, and traffic was gridlocked, and I came up on this car in front of me, and there was another bumper sticker that made me chuckle just a little bit. And it said, whoever dies with the most toys wins. Now I chuckled just a little bit because I, I like toys. I mean, I think about REI and Home Depot as my favorite toy stores, or any outdoor store or hardware store for that matter. But on the reverse side of that, I also found myself experiencing a little bit of sadness. Whoever dies with the most toys wins. It was a little bit of a commentary on where we are as a society. We live in a culture that has a tendency to tell us time and time again that we don't have enough stuff. And the stuff we do have just isn't quite adequate. And so we hear on television or on the radio or coming across our smartphones or online, in whatever capacity, we are told that somehow, in some way, what we have is insufficient. That it's not quite good enough. That it's incomplete. That it's not quite right. And whatever it is that those products are being pushed, whether it is cereal or a laptop or a new car, often comes with it the promise that if you purchase this product, your life will be complete. That it will be better in some way, shape, or form. And that we will actually feel better about ourselves and the world we live in. It seems like our culture has a tendency to equate consumption with satisfaction, possessions with happiness. That the more stuff we have, the better off our lives will be. But here's the thing. Here's what we so often forget. That all of that stuff can easily imprison us and we can forfeit those freedoms that come with it of happiness and of joy. That the, of when those materialistic things that we hold so tightly to, we miss out on some of the great joy and happiness that comes to us. That is what is at the core of our Gospel reading that Naomi read just moments ago about the rich fool, the rich farmer. This story itself exposes the emptiness that comes when we solely live in a realm of materialistic possessions rooted in the number of toys and the amount of stuff that we have instead of seeing the bigger picture around us. I'm reminded of a television interview that I heard a few years ago. It was after one of the many wildfires that took place out in California. 
The television reporter was interviewing this individual who had lost everything in the fire. And this man told the reporter that he and his brother had just been talking not too long before the fire struck, how they cannot allow their possessions to possess them. And so suddenly in that report, a little shocking to the reporter, when the reporter asked this man to reflect on the devastating fires, and so with only the shirt on his back, he responded, I am now free. I am a free man now. Jesus sketches a picture of a man in this parable who is anything but free. He believes that he does not need anyone else. He believes that he certainly does not need the support of the community or the love and grace and security and support of God. In other words, he believes that because he has the most toys, he has an abundance of crops, that he is one. And when faced with that abundance, he cannot see beyond himself. Here's the thing. Greed has eaten away at any compassion he may have once had. And so this story not only challenges you and me to look at our abundance, but even more so it challenges us to look at what we do with it. This story is a call to you and me to not allow the possessions in our lives to possess and direct and dictate what we do. And yet I would be willing to bet that many of us, including myself, have found ourselves in that place of the rich farmer where we are simply focused on ourselves and nothing else where we hold on to material wealth, where we hold on to stuff that we refuse to let go of, refusing to see the greater world around us and refusing to see the needs of the greater world in which we live. So let me ask you this. What are you holding on to so tightly in your life today? What do you have clenched in your fists so tightly that you refuse to let go of? What is keeping you from seeing beyond yourself? This farmer, this farmer was so incredibly rich in possessions, but my gosh, he was dirt poor when it came to relationships and love for one another. He never understood that message. That we are called to love one another, to show compassion to one another, to all. So on this day, I hope and pray that we hear that message. And more importantly, that we live that message. That we are not the foolish one, but rather we behave in a way that seeks to live a life of genuine love, of compassion, 
an ability to seek to understand and not to judge, a life of love and concern for all, whether at home or at work or at school, in the community, and in the world we live. One other thought. What exactly does the person who dies with the most toys win? Amen.